welcome to episode 41 of the Deacon and Co. Show. Yes, 41. I made it. Uh, I'm Deacon. Nice to make everyone's acquaintance today on this wonderful Wednesday, May the 12th. I uh, hope everybody is doing well. I'd like to welcome a new audience as well as the loyal, I'm going to call them Deacaholics, who are listening to Deacon all over the world. I thank you guys all because without you guys, and I haven't said this in a while, I cannot do and continue to do what I do without the help and support of all my friends. So, great episode today. I'm going to be talking with an entrepreneur in a few minutes uh, who, if you listen to the show and have been a fan of the show, you know that I've always been a fan of uh, certain extracurricular activities. And uh, basically, in this episode, we're going to talk about what's going on in New York State and the legal of marijuana and what's going on. Um, I've been watching a lot of documentaries lately, guys, in regards to uh, the business of drugs. Uh, and uh, the crazy thing about this is, is that like if all these things are going wrong with people, including the the COVID vaccine and the high rate of people overdosing on Xanax and the high people of getting hooked on prescription pills and this and that, if the Time was given for more medical research with certain drugs like MDMA, uh, mushrooms, NK, uh, ketamine, then maybe we would see a different outcome uh, with people in society because these drugs before being abused and outlawed in the 70s, uh, they could basically, you know, help people, go, especially uh, army veterans who are going through PST, uh, PSDD and the other traumas that they go through in the war and stuff like that. But it's when people go and abuse them and whatnot is when the problem becomes more in hand. The marijuana business and industry is a $50 billion industry in the United States of America and in North America it would be 57 because Canada makes $7 billion on the marijuana industry. But we'll talk about that more in the upcoming weeks uh, and a little later on in the show. But for now, we have our quick sports update. And just want to say to you guys that the NFL schedule will be released tonight. Uh, along with some breaking news that the New York Rangers fired their head coach, David Quinn. Uh, if you guys follow Deacon on his regular page on tw- uh, Twitter, and you'll notice that quite often I have uh, negative things to say about this guy. And I ran into somebody who is a really, really cool guy and a really big Ranger fan as well. And just some of the things that he was saying to me just didn't make sense to me. He was like, oh, well, because I, I, I called this, and this is the truth. And I said that if the Rangers did not win the last seven games of the year, I would want them to lose the last seven to fire Quinn. So the Rangers ended up losing six of the final seven. And the crazy thing about this is that this is three years coming. So the guy said to me that the this is the first time that a Rangers head coach has gotten uh, X, Y, and Z players to perform at this top level. Well, I'm sorry to cut it to you, my friend, but it had nothing to do with the head coach because when he was turned around and he was out during COVID, the Rangers went 5-1 and one under the intern. So it has nothing to do with the coach. It has everything to do with the line that these guys were playing on. When you're playing on a top line with somebody like Mika Zibanejad, Chris Kreider, or Artemi Panarin, you're going to see what happens to you. They're going to ultimately make you a better player. Nobody knew who, knew who half the players that Ovechkin and Crosby played with were until they played with them. And when they left, their success was only held by a reputation that they had on a line with a better player. And that's what really this guy didn't understand. So can't wait to run into him again because you guys know I'm going to say something to him. But anyway, last night we had some crazy things going on. 
in the hockey world, uh, you know, because there's obviously only a few games left here before the playoffs start. And uh, don't forget, guys, make sure that you please, please fill out your NHL uh, Stanley Cup bracket challenge. And a big shout out to our, one of our biggest fans, Mello. Uh, thanks, Mel, for being the first person to sign up for the NHL bracket challenge. All you guys have to do is go under there and see Deacon and Co. Show League. Then we will be able to click on it and play with us. I don't know if you're going to be able to pick teams yet, but I would suggest checking back within the next couple of days because the playoffs are starting on Saturday, uh, from what I understand right now. That could be all subject to change with the postponed games and whatnot. I don't know what's going to happen um, you know, going forward. But all of the teams... Uh, are selected to play right now. We're just waiting, I guess, to see on seeding or uh, waiting for the other games to finish up. But uh, we, I will have a NHL playoff preview for you guys, round one, and no playing around this year, just straight going into the playoffs and whatnot. And obviously, you guys know that we're a couple weeks late, being that they're going to start near you know the third week of May. This is not going to end until at least the you know middle of July now with two months for postseason. So we're going to get some hockey in the, in the summertime too, which is awesome because who doesn't love hockey in the summertime? What else are you going to do? Just watch baseball every night? Come on now. So last night, the Capitals played the Bruins in Washington 2-1 uh, for the Capitals. Jets 5-0 over the Canucks at home in Winnipeg. Tonight's games on the NHL slate are... Oilers and Canadians are playing at 5 p.m. It's an early game. It's probably a makeup game. Leafs are playing the Senators in Ottawa at 8. Golden Knights and the Sharks are in the tank in San Jose. Wild are playing the Blues at 9. Kings and the Avalanche at 9 as well in Colorado. So now the basketball world is getting a little crazy nowadays, uh, especially you got the playoff time, the crunch, and the team seating. And you guys also know I'm going to do a basketball preview for you guys as well. So now... The Timberwolves playing the Pistons last night, 119 to 100 in Detroit. Nuggets beat up on the Hornets, 117, 112. Uh, Heat, all healthy. This is a seriously dangerous team. They clinched the playoff spot last night, uh, so we know right now that they will not be in the play in. 129, 121. The Clippers beat the Raptors, 115 and 96. Nets beat the Bulls, 115, 107. Uh, 103, 94. Uh, Pacers played the 76ers at home, and the 76ers were fighting for this number one seed, and it didn't help them last night because uh, Brooklyn gained a little ground there on them. Uh, Mavericks 104, Grizzlies 133 in Memphis. One of the two teams that the Lakers need to lose is the Mavericks and the Trailblazers for the Lakers to run the table and sneak in. Bucks and the Magic uh, 114 102 for the Bucks. Warriors came back after being down quite some uh, number. 122 to 116, beating the uh, beating the Suns. So the Suns also were fighting for the number one spot with the Jazz, and and uh, not a not a good look for the Suns last night. I, I saw that everybody was you know uh, Curry had ended up with uh, having seven points going through halfway of uh, the third quarter, and when it came, when it came down uh, you know to the crunch time, uh, he ended up having 14 uh, the the remainder of the game to lead the comeback for. The Warriors. And the crazy thing about the Warriors is they have just surpassed the Lakers as the second most valued franchise in basketball, which right now, I guess, it makes sense with all the modern world the way it is. But uh, to me, the Warriors really are not the second cherished franchise or, or worth net worth of value because 
it, it's just, uh, you know, when a team was bad for so many years and they went through their streaks, and, they, and it's not just being bad. Like, they were really bad for quite some time. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But what do I know? I don't know a thing about economics. Uh, the Kings 122-106 at home versus Thunder. And the Lake Show last night to all my Nick fans. How's it feel? Had a chance last night to clinch the first playoff berth that your team had in seven years, eight years. And... You guys lost in overtime to a banged-up Lakers squad. Lakers needed the game tonight in Staples Center. They're playing the Rockets again, and it's going to be a huge game. If you guys get a chance to check it out, I'm not telling you to watch the game. Just watch the first 10 minutes of it. Um, the Lakers are going to hoist the banner tonight in front of fans for championship number 17. Well-deserved, waiting a long time for this. And uh, going to be crazy for this uh, aspect of what's going to happen in the next three games. The two ba- uh, second of the back-to-back, and then they have one more back-to-back. Uh, so we're going to see. We're going to need a little help. Laker Nation, we're here. We're doing it in the building. And uh, a lot of people made the comment, like, if they, the Lakers play the play-in, they lock the seventh seed. They're going to end up playing somebody that maybe they play the Suns again. Um, this might be an advantage for them to step out and play the play-in to rest everybody. But AD, monster game. Another another performance of him. He shot. You can tell like that he's given everything he's got as he wants to get this team Um with a deep, deep run. Uh, Wizards are playing the Hawks tonight. Celtics and the Cavaliers. Spurs and the Nets. Pelicans are playing the Mavericks. Trailblazers and the Jazz are going to be the best game of the night because uh, go Jazz. We need you guys. Uh, Rockets and Lakers, as I mentioned. And the crazy thing about all this scenarios of what goes on, we really can't make any type of... Um, you know, predictions of what's going to happen until we know who's playing what. It's a numbers game. And, and when I just said I don't know a thing about economics, I do know a thing about numbers. And if you're going to end up turning around and the Lakers are going to end up playing the Clippers in the first round, I'm going to tell you that it's going to be a scary, scary series for us. And that might be the team that I fear the most going to this playoffs. But if you turn around and get a favorable matchup where we don't have to play the Clippers, another team that might contest well versus them and a better matchup, We'll beat the Clippers, and we might not have to play them, and it's hopefully we'll get back to get to, to represent the Western Conference in the finals and go for number 18 so we can have the undisputed crown. Tired of tied with the Celtics. I know it was for a long time I was one behind the Celtics, and only for a short time have I been tied with them. But just to say that we're tied with the Celtics, yeah, it means a lot. With the- and without further ado, now I promised you guys a awesome special Baker guest today, and here she is, Denasia from D&D Treats. Denasia, welcome to the Deacon and Co. Show. Woo! I'm excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> well, well Deacon and Co. Show. <laughs> yeah, Deacon Nicoso is excited to have you. So uh, I got to ask you, you know, like we, we had a conversation uh, prior to this and uh, you and I instantly clicked about, you know, in, wanting to do this and whatnot. And uh, I thought it was a great idea. So why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and what you do? Because I gave them a preview last week, but these guys are still catching up from the weekend. So let's remind them what you do. <laughs> well, I actually do a lot with my day. I probably get a, maybe a, maximum of two to three hours of uh, sleep, <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay because I'm on a mission. Um, a little bit of background about me. Um, I'm a full-time student, um, actually currently working on my bachelor's in business management. Um, I also have a catering company as well as this uh, edible company, so D&D Treats. So it's like a, you know, I've got a lot of things going on. Um, so I try to give back as much as I can to 
uh, my personal time because I have zero personal time, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I try to um, so give myself a break from it all. But, I, you know, ultimately I have my goals and I have, you know, a plan of where I'm trying to go. So I'm just doing the best I can to try to get there. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you what do you like more to do? Do you like to bake more or do you actually like to cook cook good uh, food and whatnot, plates? Honestly, that question is so hard to me. Well, I actually <laughs> I actually started off baking first. Um I did a lot of fundraisers in high school. I would um actually sell cakes on the side to, you know, like random stores in the area, like stores I would shop at a lot. Um I made Perfect. a few connections, a few clients, and um, that kind of got me into the baking life. And from there, I decided to um, go to um, like to go into it a little bit more. And that's how I found out that I had a passion for cooking food. And I actually went to culinary school because of that. So, yeah, um, I think it's just been an upward journey. From there, oh, yeah. from discover, discovering one passion and just one passion left to another. But now I do both. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's now awesome. I do both. <laughs> and, and I saw I saw the drive in you, and, and, and in a sense, it reminds me of myself uh, because I even said to you, I said I'm I'm in the business of uh, getting a food truck, and right. I would love to have you come on there one day a week with me and cook some of your dishes to help you out as well. And this was instant, you know, let's get it done. And it's now nonstop, grind, sleep later on, get it done, no matter what the cost is, and you're doing it, and I love it, and I admire you for it. Thank you so much. Those words are so kind. <laughs> hey, I, I mean, I, I mean it. You know, I appreciate that. You know that you recognize that. But yeah, I mean, I seen it right away, and uh, that's why I said, I said, you know, definitely got to get you on here so we can, you know, get the next steps rolling. But you got to right. tell us how did you get your start? How did all this happen? Well, you guys want the, the honest truth. Yeah. Well, I am a, <laughs> I am a, I'm a weed smoke, uh, smoker, mm-hmm. and um, I've had. Honestly, not a lot of people sell edibles like they used to. So yeah. I used to have this one guy that used to sell, like, some dope-ass edibles. It was very <laughs> strong. It was potent. It tasted good. He made, like, snickerdoodle cookies, and it was so soft, and it was like it just came out the oven. And when I tell you they packed the punch, they packed a punch. But he stopped selling them. So then I'm like, damn, who can I go to get edibles now? And the people that I did try, they didn't um, affect me the way I wanted it to affect me. So I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? In December, me and my uh, best friend, that's why it's called DND Treats, or Dana and Danesha Treats. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> we decided to start the edible business. And we wanted to make um, treats that taste good because we had treats in the past where, you know, when you bite into it, all you taste is uh, marijuana, and nobody really wants to taste marijuana. And, like, you know, kind of like feel like you're forcing yourself to eat it. So we yeah. decided to, you know, use my baking skills to put that together with the marijuana and just, you know, go crazy and go from there. <laughs> so that's how it really started. We, like, just woke up one day and was like, you know what, I want to start a business with you, and you want to start a business with me. So what can we do? And boom, wow. that's it. Start of D and D treats. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I mean, and I gotta tell you guys that Denisha is absolutely right because 
I, as all you guys also know, I'm a day tripper as well as, you know, weed mm-hmm. smokers. So the, the crazy situation is, is that I don't want to admit this, but I actually, I feel embarrassed saying this. Do but it, I, do it. <laughs> the audience is going wild. Uh, I lost four teeth to edibles because of exactly what Denise is talking about. When you're fighting into them, you have the THC is right there. And I really, truthfully, I lost four teeth. <laughs> Not wow. going to stop eating edibles. <laughs> that should have been the first answer. <laughs> now, now, now I'm trying to think back to remember, like, did you have, like, 14 minutes when yeah. I seen you? <laughs> you know? Like, uh, <laughs> no, I was good. I was good. <laughs> but, you know, so it was weird. You know, one of those situations, I agree with you, you know, 100%. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You see, and, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, that's a pretty awesome story. So now what are, what are your ultimate goals uh, from doing this, and uh, what do you see, you know, um, excelling more now, the edible business or your catering business? Ah, honestly, right now, well, you know, 420 passed not too long ago. Um, we made a lot of sales from that. Um, it's really good, actually. But our ultimate goal is to have a steady client base because, you know, like I said, we started in December. We have a lot of um, clients now, but I want to expand on that. And I also want to try marketing my own uh, can of butter. We really want to grow that, grow our own weed and you know, be able to use, because right now we're kind of codependent on one of our, um, we have a supplier for the butter, but sometimes it's not really, um, sometimes it could be a little tricky because, you know, butter takes some time to make, and then you got to order it in advance. So to kind of cut all of that out, we like for me personally, I like to make everything from scratch. I like to do everything myself. So yeah. that is that is really the ultimate goal is to be able to produce our own, so we can we can watch the strains grow, we can monitor how potent everything is. It'll be a little bit more um, beneficial for the quality of product too. So that yeah, is of um, definitely something that uh, we're really working on and towards sure. <laughs> and oils as well actually um the butter and oil because you know they also have you know for people who like to cook um there's a lot of canisters coming out now and you know the legalization of everything there are people who um like to you know, use a little uh butter on their toast or put, <laughs> fry some eggs with the oil you know so yeah. i definitely want to try to market to those people and um you know, have my product on the line and eventually yeah. make, you know, now that another thing that is legalized, I can actually make it a product to sell, like, legally. <laughs> oh, yeah. So now I have to ask you, what are some of your premier edibles? Okay. So we like we started off doing cereal bars and cereal treats and brownies because that's what people kind of um like when it comes to edibles. Okay. But our, our – um, Top sellers are Oreo marshmallow um, bar. Oh wow! And we also do a, a Oreo cream cheese brownie that is wow. so good. So it actually has THC in the cream cheese as well as in the <laughs> brownie. <laughs> yeah, so it's like a double boom. <laughs> and That's trust awesome. Me, yeah, the uh, the first time I ever made that, when I tell you, oof, those tastings, those edible tastings. <laughs> I, we, everyone was so high. <laughs> I, I can I, imagine. I went to the store because he was hungry. He went to the deli around the corner, and I go to the deli all the time. But when I tell you, I was in the in the deli just looking at the guy, and I'm just I ordered the food, and I just felt like <laughs> my mind is somewhere else. That's when I know, like, okay, 
<laughs> That's too funny. What you got to do is we we had uh, I had to go visit my friend a long time ago upstate New York, and we brought a whole bunch of stuff, supplies with us, and mm-hmm. we turned around and like we had a date designated to like each supply that we brought. And so when it came to the day with the weed and the edibles, now we're talking, you know, at least uh, you know, fifteen years ago. Uh, we turned around and we were able to order two pizzas every hour on the hour. It cost us thirteen dollars to have it delivered. So I gave the guy a hundred dollar bill and told him to come back every hour on the hour with two pizzas for the next eight hours, and he did. <laughs> oh my God! You see that? You see if that was that guy? I would be so happy. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you got to take in advance because, like, you know, even and and he, I told him keep the rest of it. Like, I need it to the time that you guys close. And he's like, we're closing at ten tonight. And I said, all right, cool. <laughs> guy started coming at one o'clock. He did that, you know. And it was like, all right, cool. You know, and he really came back every hour on the you hour. See? I said, dude, listen, you, we will travel for for good uh, customers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I said to him, I said, look, listen. I, I said, you don't even have to knock on the door. Just ring, just ring the bell. You know, and right. wait for us. You already paid in advance. Just drop them and go. You don't have to wait for us. It might take us. It might take us a little while to get down the stairs. I mean, shoot. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was it was one of those kind of days. And, and the crazy thing too is like the, just when you're stepping outside, and not to really get it off topic, but like when you're stepping outside of like different environments in, in especially in New York State, like you look at what you got here. So like it, I was all the way up in like the Buffalo area. The major, I don't kid, I kid you not that you could walk on a residential street like you're in, mm-hmm. you know, let's just say, uh, you know, on somewhere on Long Island, residential mm-hmm. block. You, you, we all, you know, can figure out what they look like or picture right. it as I'm describing right. it. Mm-hmm. And just there are bars every three uh, establishments down. So three buildings, two houses, bar. <laughs> <laughs> so up there, you know, like everything is, the mm-hmm. cost of everything is like, it's way different than down here. I mean, we go to the movies, even on a matinee, which were four adults that I went with, three ninety five mm-hmm. a ticket. Wait, 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 Rewind. You said three ninety five a ticket. Three, yeah, for a matinee. You know what I mean? So I, I was just like, you know, blown away. So when the guy said to me that, yeah, two, it's $6 for a large pizza. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, just send me two an hour. It, you know, it makes sense. That, and then, then I was done. You know, it's one of those situations where, like, we thought ahead because no one's really going to walk out when everybody's out there drinking and we're all stoned. You know, we don't need that negative energy. <laughs> we don't need it at all. <laughs> yeah, so we just we thought ahead to have it delivered, and you know what I mean. Like that's one of those situations where, like, you realize, like, there was a time, like, the last two hours, we realized the guy came back, but when we went down to go pick up the pizza, we must have missed an hour because he came back with four pieces. <laughs> so you know what I mean. But the crazy thing is, is how ashamed I am of telling you that we had no leftover pizza. Oh my. Wait a minute, yeah. dang! You know that's the munchies. That's the munchies talking. That's what it is. Yeah, I that's really, the munchies talking. I, I don't. I don't even know. And, it, and the crazy thing about it is, is I don't know how it happened. I, I really don't. Because you know, at that point, you realize like how much pizza could one individual possibly eat. Exactly. Like, like <laughs> you probably had like a food coma after that. Yeah, I did move, and it's just like you know, obviously, the more you smoke, the more you relax. You know, it's like uh, you know, like you'd have that endless pit in your stomach. Like it's you know. It's like, I'm so hungry. Yeah, right. I'm gonna keep eating. Now, let me ask you: what What is the most anticipated project that you're working on here, like that you're looking forward to doing in the future? Hmm. And is that in a bowl? Like, 
Is that included? Is that generalized or more? Uh, like what? What? Like uh, what? Like what edible are you looking forward to introducing? Oh, okay. So. Or most excited to try to make. Well, oh my goodness, there's like a list. I just wish I had a little bit more time in my day because there are so many things that I'm trying to do and introduce to you guys. All right, so th- I want to create Cinnabons. I'm trying okay. to work on this gummy recipe. Um, I, I'm like I'm a perfectionist, so I kind of like to try out the recipes and see how it tastes, get a little feedback, and then I will put it on the menu. So that is um what else? Oh my goodness, it's like so many little uh, food like <laughs> desserts. I think you guys should just wait around and see. <laughs> awesome. Now but, what? Are, go ahead. Sorry, but I just wanted to also say because I know you asked me about um. Another thing that's popular, um, the red, my red velvet cupcakes mm. are another thing that's very popular. People love it. And honestly, I didn't want to go down the cupcake route. I kind of just wanted to do bars and, like, little treats and, yeah. you know, little finger foods or cupcakes. You know, you have to have a different kind of packaging, you know, so the, the icing doesn't smear. Um, yeah. And that's also another thing I do. I have a a THC in the cream cheese as well as in the batter as well. So that's what, I guess that's another reason why people like the cupcakes and they taste <laughs> <laughs> and they taste really good. But um, I also want to get into doing more cupcake flavors because I've been getting a lot of um, questions about that and inquiries. So I kind of want to go down that lane. Not yet, but soon. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely. Well, Deacon and Kosher will definitely support any decisions that you make and any samples that you would like Deacon and Kosher yeah, to try. Yeah, I'm going to send you guys some samples. Like, yeah, <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so now let me ask you, what strains do you use? Okay, so I definitely, I like to switch it up. I don't like to use uh, the same strains every time. So I kind of go with, um, like, King Cobra, AK-47. Um, I try not to – I like to do with um, some of the sativa and some hybrids, little mix of everything. But, um, nice. yeah, it kind of varies, too, depending on what's available as well. So that's another reason why I kind of want to go on my own. <laughs> so, so you feel I have a little control. bit more control. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Sure. I have a little bit more control. <laughs> so, yeah, right now um, – yeah, it's, it's more like what's available that we use. and I like, But it's really good because we always use different flavors, and we always try to, like, we don't use the same type of weed, so people get to taste, and, um, you know, we let them know what they're, what they're having and et cetera. But, yeah, we kind of don't use the same strain all the time. But if there is uh, somebody who, like, you know, specifically asks for something, I would kind of um, look for it and, you know, I like to make my customers happy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've mentioned many times in the Deacon and Kosher that my favorite strain of weed is Black Mamba. So if you're missing your hands on that one. Black Mamba. Ooh, yes, it is. Purple. Yeah. Yeah. Very lovely. Uh, Yeah. Always always been a fan of that one. But that's, I mean, switching it up, I mean, it definitely definitely helps you guys in a sense. Gelato. Yeah. OG, Blue Dream. (laughs) Yeah. The list goes on. I mean, see, and while you guys switching it up, it allows you, especially as the taster and the innovator, to figure out which ones are the obvious stronger strains. And even if right. it's a sativa, it depends on what it's going in. It doesn't necessarily have to be a weaker one as if it was an no. indica. So it all depends. Exactly. And that's what I try to explain to people because sometimes people are like, I just want to get high. Like, I, yeah. I mean, I, I understand, you know, for the most part, that's the purpose. 
But it's cool to kind of know the factual, you know, the information behind it and exactly. how exactly is getting you high. I actually recently started um, using also this butter that's infused with CBD and THC. So it gives you also a body high, and I think a lot of my uh, customers like that one. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of benefits to the CBD, especially, I mean, for one being that it lubricates your joints, it helps lower your blood pressure, and helps mm-hmm. the blood flow to the rest of the body. Yes, there's so, so. many positive uh, features about CBD. If, uh, I can't wait to, I just want, maybe that's another thing I should uh, look into exploring more too, because a lot of people are, um, you know, becoming more aware of CBD and yeah. what it does to you, the benefits that help cure ailments, the pain, and et cetera. So, of course. Yeah, definitely get into definitely that. Definitely a lot of benefits, more. guys. And I told you that marijuana saved my life, and I'll say that many, many times over again. It really did. I'm a huge weed advocate. And just to remind the audience, Tanasia, because not everyone is aware of this, but there are two, stri- two strains, or I mean two basic uh, brands of marijuana, we'll call them. So one is the sativa, which helps out with the pain of the body and relieves, mm-hmm. relieves the stress and the anxiety, and it lowers your heart rate. And then there's the one that I smoke, the indica, that rams mm-hmm. you up and gets your blood pumping, your heart racing, mm-hmm. and sometimes it it actually will trip you out where you don't relieve your stress. But every weed is different for everyone, and that works right. for me the way that right. sativa does. I'm, I'm glad you made a great point just now. Uh, oh, thank he, you. <laughs> he, he definitely, um, for different people, it affects them differently. So my experience with that specific strain could be different from your experience with that specific exactly. strain. So that is very, that's a great fact. No, thank you. I, I appreciate I that. I, really do. I, I heard that. Thank you. And the crowd went wild tonight a few times here on the Deacon and Coach show. We love to have fun here. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to just say that to you guys just in case so you didn't know what Denise and I were right. talking about. So, Sorry, I mean, I'm cor- of course, you're going to find that, like, certain things and just uh, – you know, you'll see that the lighter things that you make, the more air and fluffier they are, you probably should go with the sativa, and it would help you guys more. Try yeah. try thinking about this one for a second, right? When you start doing your own thing, right, imagine you give them what they want. The audience yells, sativa cupcake with an indica icing. Ooh, There's your bang. Like yeah. that. I like that one. I yeah, like that, that. that's the bang right there, you know. That you guys want to be put in the couch. That's how it goes. Yeah, that's you having the sky. Because you're gonna take the little amount of icing, and then you're gonna have the body high that will relax you of what the medicinal purpose of it's for, and then right. you're gonna get the head high from the icing. Ooh, yeah, it's gonna it's the voice. Yeah, that's that's where yeah, that's the craziness. But now we ask, what is the process that you use to make your treats? So um, it varies with, um, you know, depending on which treats I use. But okay. for the mo- for the most part, um, I like to activate the THC. It needs to be warmed up. So I usually put it on the stove top for a few before I would uh, bake with it or okay. cook with it. And, um, yeah, it doesn't really take long, especially when the, the butter is pre-made. I think that's the easiest way. But if you are making your um, can of butter from scratch, that will take a long time. You probably probably need to um, take about 16 hours to decarb the weed. So decarbization is like a process where you're trying to extract the THC from the weed, and, you know, you could use it to, you know, make the butter after. So that's probably the, the lengthiest um, 
the the longest time yeah, that it don't take you to make the butter and for the process like overall. But yeah, other than that, it for me personally does not take me a long time when I'm baking it into my desserts and my treats. Very nice. Um, so, but so yeah, that's but if I was making it from well, when I make it from scratch, the butter. That's what I would be doing, but you know, I love what I do, and everything I do is a passion, and that's what you will taste with each treat. So <laughs> awesome! <laughs> yeah, so, so I, yeah. I have to I have to thank you for the uh, explanation there, but you know what you just did, right? You just introduced the the audience of the processing of how to do it, and now I'm gonna have ten messages that say I made butter for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's people, a lot of the fans out there that, you know, they are, a lot of fans are on my side, too, and there's the weed advocates as well. So, like, these guys have said to me that there's some crazy things that are out there, that's and you really crazy. have to try it. Yes. Yeah. And, and um, there's something called tincture as well. So, in the beginning, I used to use, um, I think I'm going to introduce that again. I used to use THC uh, sugar as well as the butter in the oh, same wow. recipe. Yeah. So that packs a punch. So also the tincture is used to make the sugar. So the tincture is basically, um, it's like uh, THC, and you have to make it with alcohol, and you have to let it sit and seep. So then you would use that tincture and mix it with the sugar, and that's how you would have tannin sugar. So that's also a process that's um, a little lengthy, takes some time. So, you know, the longer it sits, then, in, you know, the strain of weed that you use, the better it becomes, and the stronger it becomes as well. So, um, yeah, there's so many cool things to like, so many things to do with weed. It's like, oh, we've already learned so much tonight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've already learned a lot today. I really have, and this is this is uh, part of the reason that I I knew that uh, you know the explanations would definitely help and see the audience, you know, what exactly goes down in the process of doing that. So thank you. Um, You're welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, well, of course. Deacon and Kosho is always excited, especially me, because I, I, I always love getting the different side of things on, you know, things I love. Yeah. yeah. You know, especially people who share similar interests, and this is always a big thing. It's like I always make the reference here, right? And we'll talk about these guys in a little bit. But mm -hmm. uh, it, you turn around and, like, People say to me, like, oh, you're going to love this guy. He's a Metallica fan. And that's all you got to say because most Metallica fans like other Metallica fans. So when you have people who are weed advocates, they tend to mm -hmm. stick with each other. You're right. You definitely do. <laughs> you know? So, but uh, with that being said, Denise, what do you feel about the legalization of marijuana's impact on New York and the other areas of the United States? Well, I, you know, of course, in my case, I am about it because I actually in the beginning I was based um, New Jersey based and um, it kind of made things a little bit harder for me yeah. uh, but but my um, partner she lives in Jersey so you know it was uh, that was where our uh, location was based because I couldn't have it in New York because it wasn't um, legalized yet so sure yeah <laughs> so I feel like um, with in Jersey right now um they're legal. They've been legalized before New York, and um, I think you could have about, if I'm not mistaken, about four ounces to carry. But with New York, New York now, they surprised me because you could have up to three ounces of um, weed, and you can also um, grow now. And I, I thought I. I thought that we wouldn't be able to grow weed in New York City, but we are able to grow in. 
I'm definitely going to take advantage of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. And, and, I mean, what do you feel about, like, now, see, I watch a lot of documentaries on, on this particular topic, and I like to watch a lot of documentaries, like, such as, like, Drugs, Inc., or, like, the business of drugs and those kind of shows. Right. So now I feel that in certain areas, and they they can't make the excuse for all of this, but mm-hmm. they're saying, I think that, I believe that the crime rate goes down when these drugs are legal. So mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. in certain places, they feel, especially in California, that mm-hmm. in Hobo County, there are more crime, and there's more crime there than downtown Oakland, which is considered the dangerous, third most dangerous city in the United States. Oh, wow. And the reason it, being is because mm-hmm. of the black market. Mm, really? Yeah, because the people, like, the corporate mm-hmm. sponsorships are on their way. There's already, of course. like, of course. Know, Anheuser, uh, I mean, different establishments that have already signed on board to buy yeah. marijuana. And well, when they see, come in, you know, what's going to happen? The price is going to go up, and that's the only thing when it comes to, like, you know, now that it's legalized, I think that will probably be the only downside for me is the price of cannabis. I yeah. feel like, and, and now people are going to be marketing it and making money, all these big corporations. But then that gets us back to the prison system and all the people who got locked up because exactly. of uh, cannabis possession. And, you know, I just feel like if, that, if it's going to be legalized and all those people are in jail for that specific reason, needs to be free because yeah. it's only fair. It's only I right. A hundred percent. And I got to tell you that, like, when I gave you the outline of the show, I, mean, I said to you that, you know, of course, we're going to strain off and we're going to talk about different things because that's how it works with every topic. Of you course. always don't stop and <laughs> watch the Rocky Papers. So what I do is... I have, like, little side notes that I want to bring up, and I just have, like, my little notes. So the last one says, what happens to the people who have been convicted? They have to be released. Why are they not? Right. Why? Like, it's not it's not fair. And it's also it's 70 to 80% of the nation's cannabis comes from California, and uh, not all of that is taxed, obviously. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> so, That's true. So Honestly, yeah. uh, California, I am... Over there is amazing. I went to Las Vegas in the summer last year, and I um, definitely tried the dispensaries. Woo, highly recommend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Highly and that's, that's the homeland for me. And I tell you guys all the time, it's, it's a different world out there. And you heard it again from yet another member of the Houston and Co. show here. You, know? you heard it other here. Than, you heard it here. Uh, uh, yeah, other than myself, you know. So I, I love that. But uh, the, the crazy thing is about this is they feel like that there are more robberies and that's what makes them more dangerous because there's more killings than in downtown Oakland because of what's going on. So, you know, and it's not it's, it's not just a war on people. It's a war on police officers, sheriffs as well over there because those are the guys that are getting blasted trying to go on people's property and basically just mortify and destroy their life savings. Mm. You know, imagine that. You know, it's just it's, it's crazy stuff. But I want to say to you that... Uh, besides the people of, you know, uh, we'll mm-hmm. get back to that in a second about the people being released on there. But yeah. mm-hmm. I wanted to say that I'm really proud of you because out of all the people who have some type of uh, cannabis connection and all of the cannabis um, world, especially with, like, business owning and that kind of stuff, only 1% of the owners are African-American women, and I'm really proud of you for that. Woo! I'm going to pat myself on the back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, re- I really am proud of you for that because there has to be – 
and, and not to bring up a sensitive subject to the audience and myself, but what Kobe Bryant was doing before he passed away for women's rights and basketball, and it was getting them paid. You know, I've said it multiple times on the Deacon and Co. show here that uh, who's going to be the next guy to step in? Right, right. You know, who's going to fight for women to do this? And you guys, I hate to say it, but you guys are going to have to start and believing in yourselves, you know, because I'm right behind women's rights. And that's the way it's going to get done. And unfortunately, that's the way it's going to get done. Well, we are both two uh, African-American women. Um, We have a passion for what we do, and we only want to expand and get bigger and better. Feedback is very important. Um, You know, there's people who say, oh, you know, tell me feedback. And when you tell them, you know, they get defensive. But, no, we really value feedback because it helps us become better quality, get better quality products and, you know, make it's beneficial both ways. <laughs> so I definitely, um, you know, I will continue to strive, and I just want to go up with this business, and I want to take it, see how far I can take it, and see where I can go with it. And who knows? I might be, you know, have my own dispensary. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, and, you, you know, you don't don't say who knows. You just got to plant the goal, plant the seed, and let's we'll see it grow. That's it, right? That's how I, mean, go. ah, I like this reference. See it grow. Yeah, see? <laughs> see what I did there, guys? <laughs> so now I really thought for a second then that you were talking about us two. Uh, you know, when I when I said that, I thought you were saying, yeah, we're two young African-American women. And I was fine with that. <laughs> you know, I, I, I really was fine with it because I was rolling with it, you know. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, just joking around here. But uh, going back <laughs> – Going back to the about the people convicted that should be released from prison, there was a yes. scandal in Boston a few years ago. I don't know if you heard about this or seen anything, but there was uh, two two different women who were turning around and doing two different things on different sides of Boston that was really messed up. And they were turning around and they were basically uh, one of the girls was taking any type of evidence that was supposed to be tested for drug use to see if it was real or not. And then stealing it and getting high. What? Now, how did yeah. he even get access to this, first of all? Well, <laughs> she, she works in the lab that tests the oh, drugs. So, like, if oh, you wow. get... wow. Yeah. Wow, so, okay. Yeah, under no supervision whatsoever, like, the supervision oh, was very God. minimal, she became an addict. And she Damn. was turning around, and anybody who turned around and had, uh, you know, like, good stuff, she would turn yeah. around and take, like, if they had 100 grams of cocaine, she would turn around and steal 36 or 40 of them just to feed her own habit. Oh, my goodness. So and now, she ended up being an addict. Yeah. So now, across town, this other girl has so many cases coming in that she would pay somebody or she would turn around and just check yes or no to seeing if, like basically never testing the product. So innocent people went to jail. People who were guilty got off. Mm. And this, both of them went to jail for a numerous amount of time. And they released all of the people that were involved in every single one of those cases. They should do the same thing with the marijuana cases. Of course. I agree 100%. They need yeah. to set the people who are in jail. Because it's, it's really greedy at this point. How are you profiting off of something that you put innocent people, because let's be real, what are you smoking? We're not going to do nothing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's not something that there's, like, so many other crimes out there and so many other bad things in the world to focus on rather than somebody who's smoking weed. To be honest, yeah. I probably would have been those um, one of those people because, 
like a few like maybe a, a few years back, um, you know, I was walking with my um current at the time and <laughs> I like that. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and um it was like probably like a block away from the house. So, you know, I came home from work, wanted to take a little smoke break. Me and him were walking and then out of nowhere, like these undercovers, they come in like um, big old vans, like some old like minivans, and they just like locked us in and they were like, oh, like, what are you doing? We're just walking, I live a block away. And, you know, they had, you know, they took us still, had to go try to get, um, like, I was in there for a few and there was like, Basically, I guess um, uh, a killing or something happened in the area. So I guess oh, wow. we looked suspicious. Oh, and we shit. were smoking weed. Oh, my goodness. So that was the reason they pulled us over. And the detectives was like, why are you wasting my time with this? And he, they were pretty upset. So moral of the story is I feel like if I had a different person, it could have probably been worse. It could have if somebody, you know, a judge who actually um, – who was a little bit more stricter when it comes to marijuana because, you know, back then marijuana isn't as openly, uh, like, approved as it is now. I feel like a lot more people are smoking and a lot more people feel comfortable to say that they're smoking. Um, But back in the day, if you smoke, oh, my goodness, you were just thought of as a hoodlum. You were just thought of as a criminal. Right. You know, it had very bad connotations around the words uh, marijuana. So now I feel like, I, I don't even know how to feel it. You know, I guess it's a good thing. Uh, it's, but, you know, for the people who suffered back then, who got in, yeah. got arrested, they just need to feel the benefits of what we're feeling right now. And that's, yeah. you know, to be free. We need to be um, – and they need to – the judges and every – like the police officers, they need to be held accountable <laughs> for yeah. what, what they did and um, – you know, stand on it, act on it, you know, go, go through and see the paperwork of who's been, who's in jail for marijuana use and yeah. freedom. I feel like to me, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but you know, that's going to lead into another topic of uh, modern day slavery. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, that's just, another thing. That's, yeah, that's another thing too. And, and, you know, not even so much because like I'm, a, I'm an advocate for, the police and the police who stand up and do the right thing. I have a lot of fans that are police officers of the show and always, always, always are they, I always ask how they're doing and whatnot. And I look at things from the both sides of the perspective here, but there is no way to look at something like this. If something is legalized now, you have to decriminalize them. And even if it doesn't come off their record, at least let them know, especially people who are serving life sentences and whatnot, it's not fair at all. Not fair. At least even if expunge it, at least have yeah. like a, a a year of good behavior or whatever. That's that's what they did to me. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna put it on your record if you have a year of good behavior. And I'm just like, really, freaking me, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> that's but funny. yeah, like I really, I honestly, I hope things change because you know this is it's becoming really. Um, it's becoming very upsetting and frustrating because we're profiting, well, not we, but the government's profiting off of this marijuana use now. When just a few weeks ago, they, everybody was against it and they were opposed. And now, exactly. like, now it's about the money. Now it's about, yeah. oh, I could get a lot of money from this. So let me see how I could profit and, and, and market off of these innocent people. So I just exactly. hope we get justice. 
I hope you get and, and, and the crazy thing is, is that what people don't realize is that the cannabis, marijuana, weed, smoke, pot, whatever you decide to whatever call it, whatever you want to call okay, it, <laughs> is a $50 billion industry if these corporate sponsors get a hold of this. And I watched a, a really, really good documentary. It's called The Business of Drugs. You guys can catch it out on Netflix and go down. And watch the cannabis episode, and you guys will see that, like, these other companies, and, I mean, even Nabisco is getting in on this and whatnot, um, cigarette companies are just some of the few big corporate sponsors that, if they get a hold of this, are going to shut down the little guys, and we're going to yes. be forced to buy weed through them. Yes. Uh, oh, my goodness. Then that's not okay because it's little yeah. guys who got us started, okay? Exactly. So that's, <laughs> the, that's the crazy thing. And, of course, you guys know me. I mean, I have not smoked my whole life. So, like, when my doctor gave me my card, I was jumping for joy because I said to myself, oh, wait, like, what am I doing? So they actually took me off of Xanax for my anxiety and gave me the medical marijuana card, and it's done wonders for me. And I kid you guys not. Um, and And – Definitely, we're going to try We're going to taste out Denise's treats and what she's got for us and see how good they are. Yes, give me your I honest are, opinion. <laughs> yeah, and you guys let her know because I've already had them, and I know how good they are. So now it's your turn to let her Ooh. know how good they are. Yes. So, but uh, Genius of the Week now, Denise, is something that I know you're a fan of the show, so I know you're familiar with the segment of somebody who just really does something that, well, he's, you know, he's a genius. So I got this guy in Iowa, Cornland, you know, Corncobland, walks into a bank, robs the bank with a Twinkie, and gets away with it. What do you think happens next, Denise? How the heck did this guy rob a bank with a Twinkie? That's what I want to know. <laughs> this is a true story. Behind his like his shirt and pretend it was a gun or something. Yeah, yeah, like, something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I am I'm guessing they popped whoever was at the cash register, what whatever. Well, not the bank, the teller. I, whoever was there probably was very just scared and probably just, uh, I don't know. I you have ready? no clue. All I'm right. ready. So, true so. story. True, true, true story. This gentleman decided the very next day after getting away that he was going to deposit some money into his account Stop. at the same bank Stop. and got arrested. And that's how he got oh caught. He is our genius of the week. <laughs> yeah. So genius, all right. <laughs> real genius. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that, that was, is a good one. Yeah, wow. as, soon as, as soon as I knew that you were coming on the show and when you were coming on the show, I said that on episode 40, I was going to do a whole show of Genius of the Week. That was one of them, but because he robbed the bank with a treat, uh, I figured that it would be more appropriate to lay it out now. <laughs> yeah, that's how matter. First of all, he robbed back with a Twinkie, and then the next yeah. day he deposited the yeah. money. That's how we got that. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. really. I and have no words. True, true story. True story. Always a true story here. No, no bullshit. That no is BS. great. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I oh, yeah. That guy, he's probably sitting in jail like, damn, I'm really stupid, huh? <laughs> I, I, I really fucked up. <laughs> he's allowed one hour of a privilege per week. He gets to listen to the Deacon the show, co-show hearing us talk shit about him. That's just <laughs> one hour of the week. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry to say, sir, but uh, that wasn't smart. <laughs> In case you didn't already know that. <laughs> guys, just so, you, just so you guys know, if you want to reach Denasia uh, directly, it's dndtreats20 at gmail.com. 
Uh, we're yeah. going to roll into rapid response today. So this is a segment of the show where we get two minutes to discuss the topics at hand. We go back and forth like a hot potato like we've been doing so far. Rapid oh. number one. Everybody that comes on the show has to be asked the question, but the Fab Four. I don't mean the Beatles. Metallica. Thoughts? Opinions? Anything you like or don't like about them? Boom. So... I don't know too much about Metallica, maybe li- little to Slim, but like I said, <laughs> I heard of them, and the fact that I don't even listen to rock like that, I mean, I, you know, like growing up, I kind of was like, um, had my Paramore, uh, what is it, Paramore? Par- what is this shit? Is it? Paramount? Yeah. No, is it Paramore? Yeah, Paramore. Paramore, uh, Linkin Park. Oh, okay. Like, Foo Fighters. Like, I kind of listened to them growing up a little bit. But okay. I kind of got into like R and B, reggae. It was a really you're my boot star. Oh yeah. So yeah, like I I don't know too much about them, but I had a friend who was really interested in like uh, heavy rock and stuff. So you know, I would see her kind of with her gear. She had like her shirts and stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's kind of like as far as it gets for me. But um, yeah, I have no well, problem with it. You know, I love music in general. <laughs> And I just like to hear different sounds, so Don't you know, worry. if it sounds cool, I'm with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Next time that uh, we hang, we'll be listening to some Metallica for you so you can be introduced. Uh, yes, but the my right way. <laughs> always, they always change when I hear this word. So now I'm going to give an answer I've never given before, and I've always given this answer about another group. Uh, it's funny you mentioned the Foo Fighters because them and this other group that I'm going to mention now are actually within the top five of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, finalist voting, so we'll find out at the end of the month if they got in or not. But Metallica to me is a machine, and what I mean by a machine is what I want to see happen with you. I wanted them to not only just be the music, but the board games, the cups, the t-shirts, the books, the <laughs> everything else that comes along with it. That yeah. is the American dream. And they're number one for a reason. And that's the first time I ever really gave that answer because, you know, a good portion of the show is usually talked about Metallica. But, when right. we have, like I said, when you have somebody with the similar interests as us, which will bring right. me into rapid number two, what is your favorite strain of weed since I told you that mine is Black Mamba? Oh, my goodness. That's the tough well, one. I, I can tell Sorry. you, yeah, that is so freaking tough. But, honestly, <laughs> it all depends on what mood I'm in, to be honest. Like I could, I could really be um like I love me some Pineapple Express, like <laughs> I'm Classic. not gonna lie, but oh, but you know we all started off with some sour, so yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I feel like before I started getting like people started doing different strains and trying it out, you know some perp, love me some perp OG. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, like it, it, like I said, it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Like, yeah. I, and I want to be feeling high, or I want to be feeling low, or like <laughs> in between. <Right. laughs> in between. Gotcha. Yeah, like I mentioned to you guys earlier, mine's black mamba, but I primarily smoke black a lot mamba. of Kush. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of Kush. Yeah, I like Kush. I like my Indicas. Um, right. Yeah. But and the crazy thing about that, I'm gonna share a quick funny story. Is that the first time that I ever smoked, you were right. It was sour. And it was out of a a pizza box. I rolled it out of a pizza box. And we actually got high. And no joke, it was terrible. It burned, like, really, really slow, and we smoked cardboard. (laughs) But we did get high. We were, like, 14 when that happened. And, and you know, you guys probably had that feel, like, yes, we did it. 
Yeah. We got high. It, and the pizza the was right there. <laughs> Yo, you See? Pizza. Again, it all comes down to the pizza. It all comes down to the pizza. That's, That's it. <laughs> <laughs> now, wow. you know mine, right? So I guess I can't use another answer, but I'm going to have to give one. But what's your best comfort meal? Rapid number three, when you're high, best comfort meal. What are you going for? Damn. I just like sweets. Like, <laughs> so like, it just makes it worse for me because like I have edibles and stuff. So I mean, it's like when I'm hot, I'm like, hmm, what? Oh, but then I get really, hmm, dang. That's another thing that depends on what. Because like I be having some weird cravings sometimes. Like yeah. I would want like candied yams, or I would want like. Like I don't know, like um, like pizza. I, <laughs> I, but you know, very rarely, like oh, chicken, chicken wings. Oh, chicken wings. No, yeah, chicken wings. Got, I'm not gonna talk, lie. Talking to the wing man, chicken wings. Yeah, chicken you got wings. it. Yeah, yeah, chicken wings are good for me. I'm not gonna lie, but when I get really high, Domino's is kind of like my go-to because it's usually you you late at night. Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. usually late at night, you know, when nothing's open and you know there's the twenty four seven Domino's. So I would get like the hot wing and then I get like a pizza with it. So like, yeah, that is that is my go to when I'm like when I'm high, nothing's open. <laughs> That's too funny. I would have to say if I had to say something else besides pizza, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I I really the only fast food place that I will eat on a consistent basis, and it's only and I know this is going to sound really really fucked up, but because of the fact that I watch so many things on how bad it is for you, is McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, listen. We all know how McDonald's is, but guess what? That's the only shit that's open at the certain time of night. So it's like no matter how much you know, it's not good to eat. We fucking eat that shit because it's the only thing, and that's how McDonald's gets us. That's yeah. why. That's I try to. Yeah, I try to be a little healthier so I don't order fries. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to order the fries. The fries, like, the only, like, all right, McDonald's now, like, the only, if I would have to have, like, a craving, it would be the fries, fresh fries. When it first comes out oh, and yeah. they first salt it, that's what I would go to. <laughs> but that's I try funny. not to eat McDonald's. I can't even remember the last time I had McDonald's. I, I try not to, too. You know, it, it happens right. sometimes, too. You know, it's just yeah, one of those situations. Right. Yeah. Now, okay, so we're on the same page here when it comes to McDonald's. <laughs> Definitely. We all know how bad it is, like you said, you know. Uh, tomorrow night, guys, we got the biggest night of the spring so far. The NFL schedule is going to be released at 8 o'clock, and uh, I really can't wait for that. And, of course, you got the playoffs here coming up for hockey, and we're going to have a special for you coming up for the first-round preview. It's going to be great this first round. A lot of good matchups. Divisional matchups are always going to be for the first two rounds, being that it's crazy this year. And, uh, you know, you guys have to do us a favor. We're going to have to reach Danasia, dndtreats20 at gmail.com. you got to follow her on Instagram. Uh, that's where she's at right now. They're working on a Twitter Follow us on the majors of social as well, deaconandcoachshow at gmail.com if you want to get to me. But, uh, Denise, I have to thank you so much for coming on today. It was really such a pleasure speaking with you for the second time in the last couple of days. We've had great conversations about what is going on. And, of course, we're going to help you in any way that we can get your business rolling and keep, uh, you know, doing your thing. Really, like I said, I'm proud of you, of all the what you've accomplished so far. And, uh, you know, really, just keep up the good work. 
Thank you, Deacon. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you guys for having me, all the listeners that, that's tuning into his show. He is an amazing man in person, I promise you. His energy <laughs> is just like how you guys hear him on, on, on the podcast. So thank you for having me. I appreciate you so much. And, yeah, you, it was awesome being here. It was a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. It really was such a great conversation. But for now, Deacon Indonesia, all right.